0: You're listening to the GAA
2: Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. Hi there, you're very welcome along to the GAA Hour with me, Darren O'Sullivan. The inter-county season is over, but we've lost to talk about highs, lows, who achieved their goal and who underachieved them. I'm delighted to be joined remotely by Donegal's M. McGee and in-studio, Kevin's Kim Mackie. How are we doing, boys? All good, lad, all good.
1: Good darn, good darn I hope uh, when we talk about performance of the year, we, we'll we get it for, for last week's The performance we put in last week, it was a, it was a tough slog after uh, Sunday night there. Uh.
2: You're giving away a couple of secrets there. We were all very sober, all no hangovers, just all good. You put in a great performance. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, but look, I suppose we'll start with the ladies final. Unfortunately, I'm not as happy this week. Um, Kerry, I thought they put up a good show, but just couldn't get over the line against. Look, what can only be said is a fantastic mead team, uh, just the pace and the power of them. Key they're just um, they're on some journey the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, no, an unbelievable journey, like winning intermediate and then kind of a shock to win the the old Ireland last year, and then just came and and pulled through everyone. Like they, they just went went through everyone fairly comfortably. Um, but like the like of Vicky Wall, like Jeepers watching her yesterday, the engine she has, like, and she's so physical and and she can break lines, but she can run. She was running all day, you know. So, mm. like, she had some desire to turn over ball, and I just I, I don't know if Kerry had the maybe big players like herself and Duggan. They didn't have anyone to to match them players, and and that was a huge downfall for them because them two players really stood up again for me. Then and, and they're two. Two ladies that are hard to tie down, you know, like they're they're always coming with the goods.
2: Yeah. Eamon, it'll be interesting to see how Mead kick on from here. If they can kick on, obviously losing Vicky Wall and Orla Alley to the to the Australian rules and could possibly lose a few more as well. Um so it'll be interesting how they keep the group together.
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting, surely. But the the thing about it seems to be about that Mead Ladies grip, you know, that they're just mentally strong. You know, in terms of where they've come from, they were down against Donegal in the semi final. Came back, you know, first half against Kerry, there they, they had a wee setback and they, they came back. So, you know, it's a massive loss losing losing players that is that caliber. But you know, they're they're probably not going to feel sorry for themselves and so just get on, get get on it again and go at it again.
2: Yeah, and I suppose just from a Kerry point of view, they did put up they put up a great first half. And um, to be fair and just maybe a bit of know-how and experience probably cost them in the end but like that we were saying about Mead F- the last five years they lost two intermediates in a row they won an the intermediate and now they've won the last two All-Ireland like, so they're an example for the likes of Kerry who won a Division 2 this year how to kick it on if they can keep the likes of Louise I mean, going and a few more of them there's no reason why they can't be back competing and obviously look you're going to have Dublin and Cork chomping at the bit to get back up at the top table again next year
0: Yeah and like Kerry got the start they the probably dreamed of getting, you know, the one-two to a point up, and and just it, it was kind of I don't know now the, the the Lassie be able to say herself whether it was a true ball for for the first meet goal or not now. Oh. My my think is it was a bit of a scuff shot but it can happen and, and that just that little thing just triggered Mead and got them right back into the game and, and that was what Kerry didn't need. Kerry needed to keep a bit of distance for as long as possible but when Mead got that goal then that was just all they needed. They pressed the kick out. The, the press of a kick out could, could show up men's teams like there were a couple of camera angles from behind the goals and it just showed that, that Kerry tried an overload and it just wasn't working so they clearly do a lot of work on the tactical side of the mm. game as well, you know, and, and that's they've they've bare fruit from that, you know, they 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 really squeezed the kick out and, and put a lot of pressure on Kerry when they got the goal and I think second half, I think Kerry two points was it? Kick two yeah. points, you know. So you know, they, they, they managed they managed the game very well as well and, and just didn't no lull in their play at all. They just convincing.
2: Yeah like that even just even the way they shut out Lu- Louise Mahertig yeah. like she's our danger woman like you know she's she's incredible and she's been doing it for so long for Kerry and they just shut her out and anytime she got into that scoring zone where she might be able to hurt them they had two and three around them but mean uh, another big point is obviously it was the first final in I just can't remember how many years Dub- with no Dublin or Cork there was maybe a bit of worry about the attendance but there was the bones of 49,000 there again the weekend which is massive it just shows how much progress and how big the ladies game is getting now
1: yeah that, that that's the thing and it seems to be across the board when you when you look across the water too with the with the women's final there um, and basically the, the, they have the motto you know the female game has the motto you, you can't see you, you know you have to see it and you know the marketing is improving it you know the, the terms of the the sponsorship and it, it all gathers towards it. once girls are able to see it and put it on the shop window you know that that's what they'll aspire to be um and, and that's the, you know, credit has to go to the ladies association f- for doing that. And, you know, they, they'll push on and people get clued into the games. You know, I, I would never consider myself anywhere near as knowledgeable as I am on the, on the senior men's game. Um, as I am with the, with the ladies game there, what I'm trying to say. So, you know, people get clued in, they'll take a bigger interest in it. And uh, it's just on an upper curve. Yeah it's a, lot of, a lot lot yeah.
0: about the skills like the skills of the game is is huge for them there's no like I spoke about the tactic for the kick out mm. or that but the general play it's a lot of kicking a lot of winning your own battle it's it's what men's football was maybe 20 it's years ago free flowing. Do you know like, again it's, it's really it's enjoyable a pure watch. Form.
1: it's a pure form i found you know the, the the lads is very methodical and and the ladies game seems to be that the pure form of Gaelic football now there's a lot of differences in terms of scoring zone in terms of you know, the length of the kick pass and and, and all that. You know, there's there's tweaks like that there now, but you're hundred percent there, Keen. and there's a lot more kick passing. There's a lot more you've got to win your own ball and it just seems to be pure.
2: Yeah, the only thing I do think they need to change is like obviously the ladies are physically really well conditioned and we mentioned Vicky Wall earlier and she seems to be punished an awful lot just because she is so physical. So I do think they need to bring maybe a more physicality in the game. Some of the freeze the last day were, they were very soft. but And I think if you, you ask most of the, the ladies playing the game, they want a bit more contact. you know? Because they're doing all this training. They're training as much as the men are now. They're in the gym. They're doing everything. And what's the point if you're being punished for being physically able to, take the game to your opponent
0: yeah well look at it part of it is it's, it's nearly you have to play the referee and, and what referee kind of like in men's football mm. as well you have to know what, what you're going to get away with and stuff like that Like, and, and Vicky Wall I think was the very first challenge she dropped the shoulder and went past her, her player and she was done for charging and it was, it was a bit mad now mm. but the, like they then they gave away maybe five or six frees early on Made. But then it showed how good they were. They kind of figured out what the frees they were getting and giving away. But it was great. There was no giving out. And, and look at I'm mm. I'm a dab hand at it. I will, <laughs> I will definitely lose my marbles and give it to a referee every now and again, even though you hundred percent shouldn't. <laughs> but like they were just going free. They drop the ball and they're going off. Whereas yeah. like we would be up in arms and and going bonkers. Do you know. So like it's it's great to see that too. It's showing like young girls like showing better for them than what we are probably for young lads because. We'd often be 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 losing our shit, and it's not a good uh, it's not a good thing to sh- to show young kids like
2: no, and that's probably something that like the GA needs to bring stamp in. out. Yeah, yeah, look, it's something that's another podcast. To be fair, like you'd see it in rugby, it's something they learn from a young age. Yeah, whereas in the GA, it's kind of br- built into us that if a decision goes against you, right or wrong, argue it and you might change his mind. <laughs> but I suppose, look, we'll go back to the men's championship, and it's um. First week in August, championship is over. It's the elephant in the room. How are you feeling about it now? I have a lot of people asking me, blowing the bar, like kind of going, "Oh, jeez, the football's over now. We've nothing." And I was kind of going, "Well, you've had the same amount of games as you would any other year, but you didn't have to wait four weeks from." Keen, I'll go at you first, and just what, how do you think it's gone? Like,
0: look, it. I I think it's a brilliant format. Really enjoyed it. It's bang bang bang. Better for the players now don't get me wrong there'll be a Sunday now in a couple of weeks and you would be kind of going cheaper, no GAA to watch so like now I think it's they have to put more effort into maybe televising a couple of club games from around the country people will still watch them do you know like so like it'll bring the if, if they put the money into maybe watching a couple of club games you know there's when it comes to near the end of the championships county finals and that they start to go yeah we'll play some of them but there's like in Cavan there Cavan Gales are playing Chris they played a league final there last Sunday went to extra time. I think it finished 6 14 to I don't know three or four, something else like it was a pint or two points in it yeah. after extra time. They're playing the first round of the championship now in two weeks. That's a game that could be on TV, like mm. Do you know. So, there is games all the way around the country that they could televise, and we aren't missing our weekly fix of GAA if, if that's what it is. Like, and so
2: that's something the clubs did really well during COVID like streaming and yeah. stuff
0: yeah it was brilliant
2: yeah it was and like that's another way of keeping everyone involved in games all over the all over the country like that Clifford was back in action for his club Fuss at the weekend and um, and I don't know what your opinions are in the split season or I, I genuinely don't think there's any right answer I, I don't think we'll ever stop arguing or debating about it
1: no I, I think I think you're right in what you're saying I think people have their views and there is equally valid either side of it Um my own opinion is there's a price to be paid for condensing the season. And, again, this is my opinion. I think that's a price that's worth to be paid because, you know, you think of the, the county players, that whole inter-county season is spread over the year for me, was unsustainable. From the manager's perspective, you know, we'll talk later on about you know, the various managers and the manager merry-go-round that's going on. It's so unsustainable from their perspective. It's unsustainable from a player's perspective. Spread out, but in a condensed season, it's you know it's achievable. It's still tough, and you know there's a lot of sacrifices to be made, but it's it's achievable. And in terms of the club game, the club game and the fixtures was a was a mess before before this. You know, you couldn't plan anything. You were coming up on a Thursday night. You were wondering if you're going to play a league game. You didn't know when the championship was. At least there's a wee bit of structure to it now. Although it needs a wee bit of tweaking. You know, with with Donegal here, we would have played a split season. We would have played the league game without the county players. And there was no, for me, there was no zip about the league. You know, we're struggling to get players. Other teams are struggling And it was just two teams thrown together, play a league game, tick a box. And for me, you know, we want to be going to the club games and, you know, you have Michael Murphy against you know Michael Lang and you know Paddy McBrady in a shootout, and you want the best players on view, and that's that's how you make the, the the club game better. So we can if we can push towards that, I'd, I'd be a wee bit happier. But split season, in my opinion, is is the way to go.
2: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. At, uh, people who seem to be most happy with it and who are the most important in it are the county players because they're the ones that people want to see you want to see the highest level the only the only downside to it I actually think is like when we got to quarter final semi final and final or every two weeks then it becomes like you mentioned the word price and that's exactly what it is it's it's pricey for people to get up and down to Dublin yeah. especially if you are travelling from a Donegal or a Kerry which is so far away if you're bringing a fan that's the only thing I found because I actually wanted to go up to ladies game and I was there four times in seven weeks it's a saucy racket like and um, look, like I didn't go up um, Sunday but that's the only thing and like if you're bringing up a family it's hard going. Um, but look, there there are going to be tweaks.
0: Um, yeah, like the first year around they're not going to have it absolutely perfect and you know when it comes nearer to the end of the, the quarter final stage they potentially could put an extra week in between maybe one of those games and, and, and let teams freshen up but like I I think a huge thing for the mediocre teams these teams in the middle when they're not at the top table they lose players Mm. like over 10 years there in Cavan we lost a phenomenal the turnover player was ridiculous if you have a 6 month period and a lad is mad to travel then he goes right look at take 6 months go come back yes he might be there for his club and that like you want him there for his club as well but you're going to lose him for both otherwise you know lads just go this season is way too long and I'm gone do you know he's losing out on both club and county. Whereas if he gets his six months away, he comes back then, plays with the county, and then he might stay for his club. He's not going to go traveling six months mm. every year. Do you know? But that six-month window it's out of the system. might get it out of the system. And then next of all, you're keeping your top players. And these mediocre teams who are trying their best to build aren't losing the players that they need to keep the most because look at lads nowadays want to travel mm. like you've Rhian O'Neill and these boys shooting the lights out over in America that could be out of their system now and they will be chomping at the bit for their club and our man when they come back like they, these moments don't happen for too many lads do you know so I think they're the, the season coming that way is great but I think yeah as you said and Eamon said little tweaks here or there but I think for the first year of it now we'll know more after the club championship obviously but I think for the first year of it, I think it's been a huge success and probably the only people that aren't happy about it is the people that are making extra money out of a longer season and they're not the important people. It's players, player welfare, stuff like that. So if players are happy, then they'll want to play county football. Mm. Then you have your best players playing. Then the viewers are happy because they're seeing the best players playing the best games and then the whole thing rolls and it becomes just a normality. It's then, geez, remember... 10 years ago, we used to be here slogging for 10, 11 months. It'd be forgotten about.
2: Yeah. And like that's it. Like, like the days of waiting for the All Ireland final to the end of September are definitely gone. But the only difficulty I found was there was a, it's a feast or a famine. There were so many games at the start, and the three of us were here and you're trying to talk about them, but it was impossible to see them. So there are tweaks to be done. But this argument as well that was out there that we were given an advantage to other sports, I couldn't understand it, Eamon, because there was no other sport on. Do you know there? There was no you yeah. Were, no, I, I, I
1: get that. I get that. Um, but you know, there, there's definitely an argument to say that because no matter what some of these pundits say or people in the media say that a young fella doesn't give a hoot about club pride and you know, pride in the parish and and all this. What he wants is the big stadiums, the big days. You know, the glamour of it all. That you know, you consider that that he's up against the Premiership. He's up against the rugby, where you have the full. This is what a young fellas aspires to. be. He aspires for the big days. So the more we have that in the shop window, that the full Crow Park, and you know the buzz about it, and you know the, the newspaper spreads, that's where the young fellas will start to, you know, pick the Gaelic over soccer or pick Gaelic over rugby. That that's how that happens. But I, it's it was being portrayed as bigger than what it was. You know, if we were to cut off. A month you know it's it's not really going to make that big of a difference although a lot of these people were saying that the club game was the bn you know this is the best product we have i i don't my, again my is yet people get very touchy on this thing we shouldn't idolize i don't think the the club game and we shouldn't put it as our as our primary you know product here the county game is the primary product the, the club game has a lot, a lot of flaws. And maybe that's the attraction behind it, but there's a lot of flaws in terms of quality, in terms of the physical conditioning. So, you know, I get their argument, but it was being portrayed as bigger than what it actually was now.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And I, I don't know, would you agree that if you ever watch a soccer game, I'd be a big soccer fan now, I'd watch every day if it was on. But if you ever watch a soccer game or even a rugby game after a Gaelic football game or hurling game, it's torture. It's yeah. just too slow okay. and stop and start. And like you said, Eamon there, the club game is great and it's all heart and pride and brilliant. The history of the club and you know but there's a big difference between county and club. You know, and the county game is where you've the best players who are physically conditioned like professional athletes now. For me, Eamon, I be I agree with you, there's no comparison. And I know some people will be on about the club and the club is great and I was lucky enough. My club would have been a small club and we grew away and we won a club all Ireland junior. It was brilliant. But like when you compare the standard, it's chalk and cheese. Yeah, the but the fact that, is that
1: the two used boys are still playing club football and I'd imagine you're still two effective players. Now, how do you think you would get on in an inter county game at the minute?
2: Flying
0: it. Yeah, one one six one seven. It's easy. It's comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shift to shore after
2: ten minutes. Well, that's, I, that's if I lasted basically. ten minutes in the county game now, I'd be doing alright, to be fair.
1: Yes. Same as that. If I was in full back against, you know, Clifford or one of these guys. Yeah. And, and the condition they're in and the shape I'm in now. And I'm still, you know, having an effect in a club game. So that tells you the, the difference in standards.
2: I'm not gonna say I'm having an effect in a club game because we have a championship next week and there's a good chance sixty minutes will pass and I might not touch the ball.
0: I'm having an effect but a bad one unfortunately
2: <laughs> but, but yeah I, I get what you're saying and like that it, it's like everything you glamorise something and some people just have a negative yeah, but impact they, on the, the county game they have a negative attitude towards they it they do because they have this elitism thing that keeps getting thrown they, about
0: they see it that it's all and as Eamon said like 100% is our, is our right but their argument then is you don't have that without the grassroots and they're 100% right so these players don't hone their skills anywhere but at club level and then when you
2: but it's like everything you start start at the bottom you're working away. Your the goal any young lad's goal is to play for a a oh, 100% country.
0: and I agree like your points are 100% valid but this their argument is hmm. there's nothing there's no county there's no elite player without your club without your club level football and and that's where it is and it's either you have to try and push it along at club level to boost it up but it, a couple of years ago, it started to go that, jeepers, it was nearly, some club teams were nearly like county setups. Yeah. And the whole joy out of playing was completely gone. You know, like it it was drink bans for lads for seven, eight weeks before championship matches, no holidays, no nothing. Like, And lads were just kind of going. That, that would push lads quicker to rugby and soccer than, than anything else, in my view. You know, like there has to be a certain amount of, right, enjoy winning and enjoy your games. Like, like lads have a championship in Cavan in two weeks' time and then boys at the league final on Sunday. Both teams went out and enjoyed their Sunday mm-hmm. night. Whereas a couple of years ago, not a chance. Do you know, they would yeah. not be allowed. And it's kind of gone back a wee bit to, right, the camaraderie and, and playing football and enjoying the game. And I think club football is improving because of that. You actually have lads going, going right. It's not always going to be a slog. You know, we're we're going, we're going yeah. to enjoy ourselves. Like, yes, you won't have your players that are in this peak physical condition, but come quarter-final, semi-final of the championships, the big players, th- like, them players are all in fine tune. Mm. The early stages, yes, you'll have boys that are just kind of along for the ride, club teams that are trying their best, just don't have it. But when you get to a quarter-final of a championship, semi-final in, in 90% of the counties, you know, a lot of them players are, are finely tuned and... and have been county under 21. Like most teams that are winning championships at the minute have seven, eight, nine, ten players that have been on county setups and knocking on doors at county setups. So, like, I I do think a more relaxed approach to the club game is probably making club football better because players are.
1: I couldn't agree with you more, Keane. I couldn't agree with you more. I think it was going that way. The club was trying to emulate the county in terms of the commitment, in terms of you know early gym sessions. Th- thankfully, you know, when they were tra- trying to get me to do these early gym sessions when I retired and I said, no way, I've done that. And I'm, I'm away from it. And, you know, thankfully, yeah. Uh, you know, some people are strong enough to be able to say, but, you know, you have a young fella that is never going to make county and he just loves playing for his club. And he's forced to buy into that there. You know, that whole elite lifestyle when well, that's not what the club's about. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Probably the most time... I've agreed with you since the show started <laughs> only time
0: <laughs> it's a terror it's about drinking and stuff the <laughs> two of us have agreed on <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: um, all in all I actually think the split season it's been a success uh, I had one argument on Twitter well one that I can remember and it was a fella giving out about the amount of times they'll see David Clifford and I was trying to get it through to him that you'll see him the exact same amount of time as in a Kerry jersey this year it will be condensed and after all, Ireland you can see him every week for a fiver yeah. and he was out again the weekend kicked one nine for the club despite having a week of celebrations and straight back into it so like I actually think it's great you get to see all the county boys playing at the highest level and then so quickly after you get to see him every week because there's so many games but look I suppose from a Kerry point of view the first split season has gone well it's two to Kerry um, somebody has down here in the running order a Kerry dynasty they're trying to build Kerry up now to knock him down and I'm not going to fall for it. But there is talks of can this Kerry squad go on and do something like Dublin did because of the age profile. I think it's getting too ahead of it. If you look at quality, yes, they have the quality, but Dublin had something different and I think it comes down to that mental side of the game and that's something that Kerry haven't proven yet. Dublin had that unbelievable mental strength to be able to come back year after year after year. Kerry have to do an awful lot of proving really that they're at that same level yeah, well, I'm not convinced yet I, I
0: had an argument with a fella at work the other day and I'd be of the belief that Kerry could be they mightn't just do the 5 in a row but out of the next 7-8 All-Irelands I can't see them winning any less than 4 or 5 Like they've won this All-Ireland this year it was probably the hardest one because they had to get over the line and get mm-hmm. that winning feeling next year back to back will be probably just quite as tough because they have to have the hunger again but I just don't see if they probably hit 70% in the big games there where they need to be. They didn't come near mm. where the, the quality they have to click. If they click Bar Dublin, I don't think there's a team to touches them. If they click and on their best day, on their best day. Stop. I don't know, I honestly
1: agree with you 100 percent to saying radically disagreeing with you here.
0: Well, I, 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 I heard you, you la- I heard you last week coming off and saying that Donegal uh, who is sitting? Someone else, Donegal and someone else saying that Donegal could beat Kerry. Not a chance. Like
1: I'm they couldn't come now, out I mean, of that there's, game. There's I'd... more than Donny that can beat Kerry, and Kerry won't come. Do yeah, the back. I'm
2: I'm delighted you're remote because this could be this could get fiery <laughs> here today.
0: <laughs> no, I I just don't see where teams can think right. Donny yes, good team. He said Armagh Arma. Like, I'm bet Donegal will be 18 points, and now you're thinking Donegal can beat Kerry.
1: The silence is definitely
0: gaming. I'm muted I'm muted there. Look, look and uh, Donegal no, I, will I, I regroup. come away from
1: every game, like watching Kerry every game and thinking they, they can be beaten. And, you know, they're going to come up. Someone that is one of their management tickets that they put together is going to come up with a plan to stop Clifford. Going to come up with a plan to stop Clifford O'Shea. And,. Kerry are going to struggle, and I think it's we we talked last week. This is the most open championship going into twenty twenty three, and I think Kerry will you know they it definitely it's in them to one in all Ireland back to back. But they, they're going to, they're going to struggle because it's, it's just so wide open. Dubs are going to be back next year, you know. Donegal are going to get. <laughs>
0: Whether you like it or not, Keane, we're we're going to get a kick here. I I
1: hope you do
2: get a kick. No, I I agree with him in the sense that... That's
0: only because you're from Kerry. You're trying to play this down.
2: No, no, I do agree. I think going into next year, I think Kerry are top of the pile. I do. They're all Ireland champions. They're top of the pile. I can't deny that. But I do think next year will be the most open year we've had in 10, in the last 10 years. I also think, and I was 100% Jack was a man to bring back, and it's going to be a big challenge for him, and it's going to be a big goal of his to win back to back because he never did it as Kerry manager because Pat O'Shea came in and brought us to the back to back, whatever. And back to back is difficult like that. You mentioned it there; the boys got that first All Ireland, you could see how nervous they were in the first half. And once, like, I found it just brilliant to watch the celebrations all week because there was only four of them on the panel that had All Ireland, so they were all going through something new, something that they've been waiting years and. Sometimes that just takes your edge off, so that's going to be a big challenge for Kerry. But like, like what Eamon said, like you do have Donegal, and look, we're we've been waiting for Donegal for the last number of years, and there's more in them, there's more. They are going to have a new management team, who you will hope you'll always get a kick. Mayo, we don't know who's going to come in. Mayo don't like they have, Mayo have good players who I think they've underutilised with their style of play they could change the whole thing up and bring something new like that Dublin are going to be back Galway as Finian said last week the day after the All-Iron was the most important day for them so planning on being back obviously I think Kerry the top of the pile I, I agree I don't think they hit the heights that they can hit in any game bar maybe the first half of the Dublin game so there's a lot more in them their age profile who they lose this year I don't know, I think the first thing Jack's done all week would be making sure David stays on board. Um, I know he didn't have his best final, but he was sick and whatever. I just think David's just for the squad alone, is just so important. But I do think it's too early to be comparing him to Dublin. I just think that Dublin, despite all the footballers and the athleticism, they had that the mental side of the game just nailed down. And I think the hurt of this year is going to make them very dangerous next
0: year. I, like, In my opinion, Dublin are the only team that really can tighten them. Like, it was four-point victory in an All-Ireland final that Kerry were v- very, very poor. Very, very poor. Like, they never clicked for more than 10, 12 minutes in the match. Like. And they won the game by four points. Galway, nothing nearly could go better than them bar Comer playing well. Like, everything went right for Galway and they still couldn't... Couldn't get over the line over a, a poor Kerry team. If Kerry played them in a, in a quarter final, they beat them comfortably.
2: Yeah, well, like, look, I like it was one of the ones that I I found it a funny game. I I agree that I don't think Kerry played well, um, but I thought it was a sign of all the stuff that Jack and the likes of Paddy Talley, Mike Quirk, and Darren Murphy had brought to the to the group that they they've learned how to win ugly, to ground it out, and just plod along, which was. Obviously, a good sign for Kerry because it was something they were lacking all year. I think the semi-final win against Dublin—that I genuinely believe—they went a point down, they're in trouble.
0: Oh, well, they definitely were, and I thought that was a, a huge turning point in their in this team. Like mm. it was that win over Dublin, but like they clicked against Dublin in the first half. If Sean O'Shea had scored that penalty, I know it's all mm, if buts ifs. and monkey nuts, but if if he had scored that penalty, what were the eleven points up? Could have been yeah. Like, and we're talking about these boys no harm, like the Donegal's, the Mayo's, these boys thinking that they're going to close this gap. If Kerry, if the only way Kerry won't win in All-Ireland is underperforming. Mm. And, and as you said, probably is, you'd know better than anyone to win back-to-back All-Ireland's quite tough. But the man at the top hasn't done it, so he's going to be driving it along. So they're going to be hungry for it. Mm. Do you know? So I, I just think it'll be Kerry themselves that don't win All-Ireland next year. Because there's teams, Dublin have to get more support for Conor Callahan. Do you know they're gonna lose like they could potentially lose Cooper, Michael Fitzsimons. Simons. Like, they them boys could call it a they're huge losses to Dublin. Do you know, Mayo have to bring in something completely different. So in one year they're not going to change a full style of football. Donegal Tyrone all? did it. Tyrone did it but Tyrone are probably one of them teams that kinda of they they can change. They they have running power. They can kick long. It's but so so can Arma. Or, or so can Donegal, so can
2: Mayo. Come on,
0: give him a chance. They can't. They can't.
2: Eamon's gone very quiet there. I think he's giving you the eyes. He is.
1: I'm, I'm just, I am i am just I don't know. I, I just don't see Kerry. You know, Dublin if we were to believe the rumours and the WhatsApp messages they're doing the rounds, um looks to be there's gonna be change coming. Um and the, and they're gonna get a kick. You know, I, I think Dublin next year will be the team to beat. Um, I think I you're just right just generally Just see faults Faults in that Kerry team still I just think they can't They can't be got it uh,
2: Yeah I, I agree Look I agree to be honest But I think if you went through Every team you'd find faults Even the Dublin team That Dominated You I When we were playing When I was playing I'd have always looked at the full back line Going They can be there for the taking But you you never really got an opportunity to do it because most of the, the better teams are able to cover their faults. Um, no, yeah. I like I just think we're probably all in agreement bar Keane because Keane thinks Kerry are going to win it for the next 10 years. <laughs> not the but, next 10, <laughs> but
0: they, they are going to be... It's up to them whether they, they, they get they, a dynasty or not. It's up to what I, they bring to the table, the hunger they bring. But if they bring the hunger, player for player, I don't see teams, unless there's players on earth... If
2: they can cut out... And not get distracted with the off-field stuff because they're obviously, they're all, every year that goes by, they become more and more high-profile, more and more distraction. Um, so if you can curtail that and when the season starts, you forget the rest of it, it's all about football, th- there's no stopping what they could achieve. But yeah. it it it's a lot easier to sit, like it's, it's a difficult thing to do, keeping that hunger when you have outside distractions. But I suppose before we start building up Kerry any more, it's another monkey in the room or whatever you want to call it. The Provincials this year, Derry were obviously a huge highlight. Leinster was, as we expect. Well, we kind of thought there might do something. They collapsed. Kerry, Cruz to the Munster title. Connacht was decent. Connacht was decent. You would you'd Galway and Roscommon going in a decent final. May obviously didn't perform, but nearly pipped Galway early days, so... I'm just not sure where we're going with it, and how long more we can put up with it. I think this is the current format is going to go for another two more seasons, but I don't know how long more we can keep going. And I look, I know the Ulster Championship is obviously competitive, but I don't think competitive means a good quality either. And I could get date, no, like but,
1: it's it's competitive, but across, across the board, is it the fair system? You know, is every team starting off from? the same starting block and, and for me that's not the case. I think Dublin are getting their quarter final or Kerry are getting their quarter final. You know Derry have had to work, they've had to be you know good quality teams to get to the quarter final. And it's it's not a case of one provincial or two provincials is competitive because Ulster's very competitive. Connacht's competitive you know we have the three, four teams there. And
2: but if you take Kerry uh, and Dublin out of Munster and Leinster, they're competitive,
1: right? But 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 that's that's not that's not the question mm. we're asking. Like we're we're looking at it from a fair perspective here. Is everybody in the race to an All Ireland title starting from the same block here? And that's not the case. You know, we, everybody as as less have like a case where you have, you know, four or five horses in the race. Two of them have weights, you know, to to handicap them and. It's it's not a fair system, you know. You can argue that it gives nice days out and, and all this, and you know, talk lovely about the the feeling that you have when you win a provincial title, and that's good. But at the end of the day, it comes down to it has to be fair for everybody.
2: Yeah, I don't think like just from a Kerry point of view that lovely feeling for winning that that's gone, and it's gone with a while um... gone thirty years ago. I wouldn't go that far. Maybe in the last eight or nine, like like when I started playing, the Kerry Cork games genuinely were brilliant, and you couldn't call them a monster. Um, yeah. But even the like you're like there's arguments too, like you could say Derry or Battle Hard and going into a quarter final, whereas a Kerry or Dublin have nothing done, and can get caught cold. Like I think this year Derry played um,
0: three c- Division One teams. Yeah,
2: and like the, look, I don't I don't think that stopped them kicking on. Like they played Galway. Like we we always say, oh, it's competitive. Competitive doesn't mean good.
0: Yeah, well, see, the the style in Ulster nearly replicates. It's Each all mirroring. Mirror, yeah. So it doesn't, and and it doesn't help further down the line. Hmm. Um,
2: like that Derry were badly found out.
0: Yeah, big time. And if they had been playing maybe teams from different corners of the country in a build up to an All Ireland quarter final, they could have figured out a different way to play the game. But their their goal at the start of the year was win a, win an Ulster title, mm. and they've done that. But like, I, I don't think it's. I definitely agree with him. Like, and you see Dublin and Kerry coming into a quarter final, and no disrespect to anyone, cantering through like it's. They don't have to start their championship build up for maybe six weeks after an Ulster team or a Connacht team because like Galway had Mayo in the first round. Do you know? Like so that was a that's a tricky one straight off the bat. Do you know? So. Like, it's definitely, there's ways of tweaking that. I think it
2: more so affects the league because the league is so close championship. You you can't be going hammering tongs for the league like we saw with Derry this year. You called it. They tapered off because they wanted to get ready for championship. So it kind of dilutes what is possibly our best competition, most competitive competition. Where yeah.
0: they, Evenly based. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, so there is, look, there is a bit of tweaking to do here and there. I would prefer to see the provincials done before the league, as a kind of a pre-season for the league, and the league starts a couple of weeks later.
0: Can't see that happening now. Just... No, I can't
2: either. To be fair, but like I'd I'd replace the McGrath Cup, the McKenna Cup, and all that with the provincial championship.
1: Yeah, I, I think you know the sooner we get rid of the provincials, the the, be- the better. And Make them season. No, like I've no I've no bother with that. There, you know. The league and then championship in terms of the league is probably overall our best product here mm. and you know it's it's teams are around the same level all playing each other championship then but we're, we're never going to get the stage where league will be or you know people will be going all out to one league title it's the sam Maguire that people want so championship is is the main product put the provincials back to the to the you know, start of the season or a, a block before the league, uh, and and play them out. And for teams that you know value it, play it out. And for teams that have bigger bigger things to uh, to think about in terms of Sam Maguire or, or you know pushing for promotion, let's go that way.
2: <coughs> yeah, I think I, I a bit like the split season. I actually don't know. Is there any right way? Because you'll always have a few looking at the provincial going oh. They're looking at the historical side of things, and you know, Kevin, when they won it was such a big thing. But I don't know. I just, I just think they're gone. I think they're, they're, they're finished.
0: Yeah. Well, look at as Amy was saying, like the the best product we have is the league, mm. and then you have teams going into an Ulster Championship and or a Monster Championship and getting hockeyed, and then they're going into the Talchin Cup and they're kind of coming off a bad beating. Anyway, and they're going into a, a competition they want to win, mm. you know. So it's not a good, good start for them either, you know. So. You need a, a
2: bit of a gap between them.
0: Yeah, so like if 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 you're trying to put it, ideally, yeah, mm. put it at the start of the season. I don't see how the provincials, the councils and that will, like there's there's more to it than mm. going, this is the best for the yeah. game. There's more, more stuff that goes on uh, behind the scenes, I'm sure, but like definitely the league base is the best we have. Yeah. Every game is competitive. Well, 90% of games are competitive. So... That, for me, is the format we need to bring into a championship structure. Okay. But I don't think we're going to get in the next couple of years anyway.
2: We'll go back to this season because we could actually spend the next couple of hours on that. But um, I suppose this year, look, I found it a good year. I know some people are saying it wasn't. I, I genuinely enjoyed it, to be fair. Um, but have you a game of the season? the only one that stands out properly for me. I think there was a lot of good games.
0: Armagh Galway probably Armae-Golway. game of the
1: season. Yeah, Ar- Armagh Galway definitely for me. Now, and I, I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good championship season overall. Like there was bad games, um, but it overall it was a good one. And and that Armagh Galway game. There's very few games that, that would get me animated. Like, mm. and I would never swear in front of the inlaws. And. You know, I was watching that game and I was effing and being and, you know, Joanne's mum probably seen a, another another side of me because it was just it had everything. It was just so exciting and people get caught up in the moment and you know, Rain O'Neill just you know, that that kick by him just to just to draw it, it. I just thought it was such a great game.
2: Yeah, no, I had it it's very rare you have a game that literally adds everything's Red cards Last minute freeze Extra time penalties The whole lot But um, This is a tough enough one Most exciting team of the season
0: Until maybe the Until maybe the Galway game You could argue Derry Derry were exciting It was Like they were banging in goals yeah. Every chance they got They were going for goal And then next of all It came from The heights of where they were To cheaper, So badly Um trying to just think. No, yeah, look at. not Kerry, it's... Kerry or Derry for me? Like Kerry were kicking points, kicking huge huge scores, and uh, maybe just because they were new and exciting, I'd probably go with Derry until until the goal game
1: Amen. Is, it, is this overall season or yeah. just the championship we're talking about? Season. I would probably have to go go with Kerry. I think it's going to be boring. Any team that just wins the league you know they won the late final comprehensively they went out and they played like they played ball and you know they've been good to watch mm. and you know just that's what it's all about you can make an argument for our map kind of tapered off a wee bit and um, dipped and then came back into it again but from an overall perspective i'd, I'd say carry i think you know, it's going to be pretty boring here
2: yeah um i underachiever a bigger disappointment for me it has to be Tyrone they're the all-earning champions and just didn't spark at all this year
0: yeah they seem to just they didn't have the hunger or drive to to kick on so you'd have to be looking at them what yeah. one game in the in the championship and then a backdoor wasn't two sorry two games in the championship and a back door. it's not uh, not great not great no
2: Eamon would you agree or anyone else
1: I'm not poking Tyrone because <laughs> I don't want to give them any ammunition to come back now because that's normally what they do. They have a bad year following the All-Ireland one and yeah. then they just kick right back into it now. So I just don't want to poke the bear. But listen, it's it's hard to be but disappointed when you when you go from All-Ireland champions and the Bulls and then you just kind of fall flat in the... In the the championship the, the following season. I thought Keane might have went for Donegal there now. Uh, I think
0: he's giving you a break. A Donegal done. were in a, in an Ulster final so you can't really argue where they got to but what? they they went from like they they fell from losing the Ulster final they, like it was a I'm, huge gonna, I'm, drop gonna, off. I'm
2: gonna cut you off there because 'cause you'll start talking for another twenty minutes and we don't have time for that. It's only a short show. <laughs> this is sorry, a quick Darren, quick sorry. question. Quick question. Player of the year. One man for me.
0: Actually, it has to Clifford. be Clifford. Clifford, Clifford yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Young player, a bit more of a debate. Um, young Glenn, I think from Galway will yeah. be. Yeah, he was.
1: I uh, go young Glenn Now I'm still a bit foggy on the idea. What age you have to qualify now? But well, we were. Just, I was
2: checking earlier. 21 and under.
1: I would. I would still. Because I was trying
2: to give it. I was trying to give Clifford the young and senior player to your. I was like the soccer. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's passed it. He's too old. He's finished.
0: He's finished. A year or two left.
2: And this is the conversation I kind of wanted to go to today. It's one that Keane wanted to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> we go to you, Eamon. Shane Walsh is making headlines. Last week, for all the right reasons. This week, for me, for all the wrong reasons. Transferring to Kilmacud Croaks. Incredibly strange for me. I, I can't make sense of it. No matter, and he came up yeah. with a statement which I thought was even stranger.
1: Yeah, I, I just got the wee bit of the statement. Now I, I, think that's one of the things I love about the about the GA about the club is that there's no transfers or there's very few transfers. Now it's a different case where someone is working and you know living, mm. you know, in Dublin. Say for Donegal, the Dublin that that's an awful trip every for if you're coming just back for the club, but. I, I would just hate to go down the route of, you know, this thing becoming the norm now that we just, we just leave our clubs. I just don't want to go down that route. And um, I'd like to do a bit more digging into the transfer in terms yeah. of the reasons. And there's, it's not as, as it appears. That's, he, that's what I would be saying. It never normally is. Well, he's come old so anyway.
2: He said it's about travel. Um, and I'd agree with you like he's 29 we talked about Keane he's in the prime of his career and I'd be winding you and like you transfer but you were retired at this stage and like you'd say to yourself you were past your prime
0: <laughs> well well past it
2: do you know and I think that's different and like that you'd have when fellas retire from the county game like I, we mentioned Tomas when he went to Nemo but Tomas is well in his 30s I just think Shane Walsh is at the top of the game nationwide he's 29 the peak of his powers. Every young lad in Galway wants to be Shane Walsh at the moment. Every young lad in his club wants to play with Shane Walsh. You can imagine 12 and 13 and 14-year-olds thinking three or four years I'll be playing with Shane Walsh. Do you know, it's not a long, far, it's not far away. I just, I, I, no, I can't agree with it to be honest. I, I don't know who's advising him or what. He's, he's not that badly stuck injury-wise that and like that, he wouldn't be expected to travel down every week for training anyway.
0: Yeah, well, as much as I didn't want to get into this uh, yeah. conversation, uh, look at Everton, involved in a transfer, I'm sure is not black and white. I'm mm. sure there's loads of different little things that's, that's involved in it. But you're saying he w- wouldn't be expected to train. If if they're trying to win a championship, every manager is only concerned about his team. He's not, no, no matter what, he's probably, there's a manager in that team there that's there to win a championship at his club. He doesn't care if Shane Walsh isn't able to play in two years' time because of an injury. He wants Shane Walsh winning now for him. He'll want him training and at the peak of his powers. He'll want him travelling that two and a half, three hours on a, on a Tuesday and a Friday and a Sunday for the whole summer. And he's probably doing it all the time. Now, look, at the, we don't know the ins and outs of what's going on. Uh, probably the, him giving out a statement probably just didn't help the, the situation. I thought it a bit strange and, and probably not having the best people around him advising him doing that but look there's probably loads of different reasons for it he's living in Dublin look at tra- transfers happen in the game uh, The probably the biggest one is that he is so he's still in his prime he's still probably capable of carrying his club nearly on his own mm. you know whereas if he went in two, three, four years time when he's in his kind of 32, 33 yeah. that's kind of it's someone else's job then to carry the club, yeah. do you know what I mean? And then he's he, do, he doesn't come across as without bad.
2: Poking the bear because you're very close to me when you transferred. What was the hardest thing? Is it the connection with the club? The lads, like, and I know you're in a position where you can't be up and down, especially with the club. It is different when you're like you said, you've other things that are taking over. What's the hardest part of the decision without?
0: Look, you, you you grow up and you you play with players and look at you make friends for life without mm. a doubt and you don't want to let players down that you've played with all your life, and and that probably is the hardest thing letting down the players mm. that you've played with and like they obviously see going like oh there's so much more in you we need you we want you and then you feel yourself going jeez I've given so I'm kind of goosed here mm. I nearly want a back seat to be taken here don't like don't have the energy to be yeah. constantly going to the well and. You still want them boys to win, and you want to be able to help them. But like sometimes when there's just different things that go on in your life and outside of football that just makes it that wee bit easier. We don't know what's going on in Shane Walsh's life. He could have commitments here in Dublin that we don't know about, and this is just easier for him. You know, easier for him to actually get continue to play football and continue on playing. Like he's going to go into a dressing room, and it's going to be new lads. Every dressing room is good crack. You just have to gel, and and that that bit comes easy. Like you just and, that, and that's the other side
1: of the argument. You know, we can talk about the motivations and the the whole that it's not a black and white issue now. But the thing that the biggest thing I would have with the whole transfer is why does he have to go to really one of the biggest clubs in, in Dublin? Um, you know, Caher Kane, who made a good point online dur- during the week there and talked about, it. he says. Modern Ireland, the way it is, needs a transfer system. That's the reality. we do want it to become, you know, a complete norm. But there has to be situations where it happens. But when it happens to be that one of the best players, you know, he's after putting on a, an unreal performance in all Ireland final, goes to one of the biggest clubs in in Dublin. That's where I would have the issue, um, and and maybe that's where the kind of the it muddies the water a wee bit.
0: Yeah, like 100%. And look, at, we don't know whether it's, he is a partner or anything like that. This is from the club. And it does make it worse that it's Kilmacud Croaks and they're the big club in Dublin. Like, I moved to Mullignacta and Mullignacta were the big club in Longford. My ties were all in Mullignacta. Yeah. you know, like, my partner's from Mullignacta, intention building in Mullignacta, future in Mullignacta, you know. Yeah. So these were all things. To have a history with a club that my son is going to, in time, yeah. play with. These all factor into people, for, for my my personal opinion, for my transfer. But his... Uh, look, at, we don't we don't know, and Eamon, you're 100% right, it does sting a bit more because it's Kilmercud. They're so big, so vast, so wealthy. It uh, just stings that I, wee bit more. He
2: also did say, about well, come back to his own club, and we won't stay in it too long. It was a case of going up there. I just think, even if he wins a Dublin County... Championship or even an All Ireland club, that's hollow. There's no meaning. There's no meaning to it. Do you know the whole thing with the club? And we talk about it a bit like, I won a junior All Ireland in my club. Brilliant, amazing. Played it like you're going up to the steps of the Hogan stand. No, it's only a tenth of what it would be full, but you nearly recognise every face. That's what you want. Like, look, I just look, we won't stand it too long. I just think it's a strange one. And I think, imagine transferring club, imagine this club. Calvin Heisman won a title without him I just think a 29 top of the game I just think badly advised but
0: Possibly Just I, look, I'd like to know I'd like, to know I'd like to know What more The ins and outs ins and are, like, we I, I think
1: that's what'll happen More more, more will uh, Come to light Unless You know And we, we kind of need to know Is, is true motivations But it just doesn't look well no, the But
0: there'll be more And more, more stories That'll come out That will be false More so than yeah. The truth Like there'll be Figures of money Figures of uh, That, that be rumors, sort that'll of That'll be your whatsapp s- wanna, Silly stuff too I want
2: to move on Because I don't want to dwell on that Because look We don't know the ins and outs But Um there's going to be, you mentioned earlier, Eamon, managerial revolving door. Colm um, Rook has gone in with Mead and Sean Boylan is going in as, as a kind of advisor. First of all, I'd say fair play to Colm Rook for taking it because he's been in the Sunday game for a long time and he's been there to be shot at. And I think if you're going as a pundit and then going into management, you're always setting yourself up. So I think it takes serious courage, to be fair, to do it. And I just loved the idea of having Sean Boylan back involved with me. To be fair,
0: yeah, like
1: ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I oh. think you know, three of us know it's far easier to be sitting on six like this here, mm. pointing out the faults and you know telling people what's wrong. Mm. You know, it takes good bit of balls to for Cal to do do what he did, and so I always have a good respect for Kevin McStay. He did the yeah. same, left the cozy seats on the Sunday game, got involved at the coalface, and. Um, wide respect for Cam for for doing that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I look at I, I and I think he he will get the best out of the group of players he has because it, his schools would have always had the best players. Cubs used to come and play for the school because he was there. So I really think he has a good rapport with a, a, gen, a couple of generations of talent that have come through me, so I really think he probably done a little bit of homework before. He really took the job. He probably yeah. would have said are you willing to come? Are you willing to come? And he has players there that he wants to play and he has a system he wants to play that suits them. He wouldn't have come in blind because, uh, as Eamon says, he had the cushy yeah. seat so he wasn't going to come in willy-nilly and take a job. He's going to come in now with a plan in place and he's going to do a good three years and he's going to try and close this gap. And if there's anyone you could pick that potentially could do it with Sean Boylan with him would be O'Rourke. Yeah.
2: And uh, another big job um an important job, I think, is a down one. James McCartan stepped down again. Really hope they can get someone in that can kind of bring the group together again because they've had so much negative press. It's been all doom and gloom. It'd be nice to see them turn it around.
0: La- Laverty could be a, a, a good man. Yes, young and, and probably more of a trainer at the minute. But he's probably close enough to a lot of lads to be able to pull at them to go, we yeah. can get this show on the road here. And they really could. Like, they're in Division 3 now. Like, they can get the show on the road from Division 3 and build. You know, if they were in Division 2, you'd kind of question, mm-hmm. this mightn't it be a job be for tough. me. But he's in Division 3. Now, Division 3 is going to be a little a little tricky one too, but he can get his feet under the table there. I, I just think it'd be a really good job for him, a good fit. And if he had someone there as an advisor like nice. Sean Boylan that he respects and he can listen to and doesn't want to dictate to him. He can Mm. use his ideas and bounce them off him. I think it'll be a really good job for him now.
2: Yeah, and Eamon, I suppose the biggest one in GA at the moment, Declan Bonner has stepped down. They're ready to take on Kerry next year. Come on, spill the beans. Who's taking the job above? And don't go quiet now. Sometimes your your microphone goes mute when you get asked these questions.
1: Did you did you not get chatting to Kavanaugh when you were talking to him last Sunday night and ask? I he'd know more about it than I would now. Um,
2: well, I told him you were getting it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, listen, it's a uh, it's a big it's a big one. It's a big one. I think Donegal are still in that spot where they can compete. You know, we we've we've been knocking about. It. We just need to get to the semi-finals. We need to get to a final, and you know just to keep that wee bit of momentum we gathered from, from the last decade going. And, um, and it's, it's, it's a, it's an important, it's an important appointment with, with, for the next man. And I, I would be saying, just make sure the process scour the country, not even the county scour the, the country for the, for the, for the right man, because, you know, the qualities, when you look at the ticket mail, the two tickets they're in for high profile tickets there. in I know there's, Mayo is the next one
2: Mayo is the next one it's a big one Um.
0: but both of them counties need a a complete like players yes I agree with Eamon when he says the players are there definitely players in Donegal but in Mayo and Donegal it's a manager who can come in and completely change a system Mm -hmm. and style of play both Mayo and Donegal have played a system that is got them to a point and they can't get any further so they need to change so it mightn't be a high profile manager It might be someone that's just willing to go, right, we're going to play this way. You know, and change it completely. Like, Jason Sherlock is looking, talk about him in for the Monaghan job. Like, that type of... Young, energetic and completely change a style of play that that these two teams play. That could be their answer. Instead of going for, like, as the merry-go-round we spoke about, you go for your high-profile manager. Names. Some of these managers are names from playing days and years ago. Like the game is evolving so much someone maybe in their 40s early 40s that's just out I of the game <laughs> but they, they'd be a lad like I'd be looking at like someone with good ideas yeah. that could change the whole thing about who that, who they are is up county boards need to look at that but I think that's if I was looking for them two jobs I'd be I'd be looking for I'd it, love to go down.
2: into the managerial merry-go-round more detail but we're actually running out of time and I just want to touch on the Talitian Cup um, before we finish up massive success and genuinely looking forward to it next year kicking on another bit obviously Cavan will be hoping to get promotion that they won't be in it but and they'll be disappointed with the way it ended but I just thought brilliant
0: yeah look at it and it was going fantastically well for Cavan until Eamon tipped Cavan to win it Fair play to you, and yeah, the I whole think. thing went pear shaped but no it, it all re- look at we, we spoke about the game some of the best games of the weekends including games like were Teltown Cup games because it was kind of like the league games. Mm-hmm. Everyone was on an even keel. So if we could get the likes of Down and these teams to buy into it again, if Down go- don't get promoted, then you get everyone bought into it, and then it becomes a real, real good competition. But first year again, I think, I think it was a cracking, cracking competition. Yeah,
2: and on you
1: know, I, I thought it was a it was a great, great competition. And when you look at the season from a whole, the GA have got a lot right in it. Yeah, I think. You know, I, I would have talked about this on, on Saturday, saying this is year one of a kind of a, a positive era for the GA in terms of where we go. You know, obviously the split season it's just needs a wee bit of tweaking, but it's the right path. The Talton Cup's there. You know, there's an open pack in terms of people competing for Sam McGuire. The same can be said about the Talbot Cup leagues in good spot and they've, they, you've gotta give them credit. Everybody's quite the point the the faults and the they cr- criticise the, the GA when they're doing something wrong but they're doing a lot right Then we're, we're in a good spot here now.
2: No, I think you're right and it's probably a good way to finish off the show that the season has been a success but unfortunately we're out of time and that's the end of our show for the inter-county season. I want to thank my two guests who are regulars with me on the show and i like delighted to say two good buddies now and looking forward to a couple of uh, evenings out with you. Uh, so big thanks to Donegal's M. McGee and Kevin's Keane Mackey. Mystic Mackey. and I'm <laughs> off for six months of the split season to bask in the Kerry glory good man so we'll talk hey, to you all you soon <laughs> you're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe the final
0: whistle is all over Jim Gowan
2: Jason Sherlock embrace
1: Dublin at- Makers. Today,
0: Sean Kavanagh, who is a brilliant footballer, but I tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man.
1: O'Sullivan, oh, oh, that was absolutely brilliant. What a that for skill from Darren O'Sullivan? Here McCall, it's high, it's over! Will he ever get a more vital one than that? The transition talk, I think Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think it at?